motherfucking god of shit, Nick fucking Gage. And I got a big motherfucking birthday shout out to my motherfucking boy, Rafe. Happy motherfucking birthday, Rafe. I heard you're a huge fan of mine, so I salute you like a general. And I say thank you. Because it went for you people, like yourself and the rest of this motherfucking gang. It wouldn't give me the motivation that I have inside, the drive I have inside, to keep doing deathmatch wrestling. So I can't do it no more, or someone fucking murders me. So I just want to say, happy motherfucking birthday, Rafe. I also want to say thank you for repping MDK. And I also want to say, everybody out there, I mean everybody, listen to fucking race podcast called Faces and Feels. That shit's dope, man. I listened to it once. That shit was entertaining. And if you don't start listening to that fucking podcast, Faces and Feels, yeah, motherfuckers, you know what's going to happen. Ski mask way is the only way when shit like that happens. So shout out to Rafe. Shout out to his podcast, Faces and Feels. And shout out to his peoples. This is Nick fucking Gage repping the Murder, Death, Kill Gang. I represent Eastern Block 326. And I represent Hate Club, RIP Nay Hatred, RIP my brother, Justice Pain. So it's MDK all fucking day. Happy birthday, Rafe. Remember, Faces and Feels podcast. Yeah, boy, MDK all fucking day. Uh, what a birthday surprise that message was. Uh, that was organized by my former friend Travis, former collaborator in this podcast before he defeated me in our G1 tipping contest. Uh, Gotta say, I was pretty blown away by that message and it was a lot of fun. I I knew right then and there that I needed to have a good birthday. I was going to get my ass kicked and uh, I knew that people wanted to start listening to this podcast or they'd get run up on. So (laughs) that was a great time. Speaking of Travis, uh, he is coming in today. Probably last time we'll work together as I'm done with him. Uh, but of course he is late. He didn't even have the guts to show up on time and to help me out with what? What's it? Are you serious? Come on! You know He's actually just you. standing over yeah. the other side of the room doing the, one, doing the pose. Are you serious? This is what I'm getting Even the current music. Okay. Yeah, right. This fucking asshole right here. Let me introduce Travis Delacosta, the longest rating, first ever Faces and Feels G1 tipping champion. Travis. The champion! <laughs> Welcome. It's been a long time since we've been in the same spot. You son no. of a bitch. I know. Yeah. Feels right to be home. Exactly. I feel like you've the been king on of the mountain. Yeah, in your own home. <laughs> Walking in here, kicking open the door, turning off the lights, standing in the doorway, silhouetted with a glowing jacket. Seemed extravagant, but hair extensions. Yeah, exactly. Blonde hair extensions. The blonde hair suits you. I got to say, the top pony, quite the look. Fresh as fuck. Yeah. You know why I chose that music instead of Judas? Is when my idol Chris Jericho. Won the undisputed title as well. Okay, I see how it is. Exactly. This is some heel shit right here. Breaking down the walls to this motherfucking <laughs> apartment. You got so lucky, you son of a bitch. You're lucky that Goto didn't exist to my life. I'm lucky that my boy Jeff Cobb exists. Yeah, you love him. I come in. Sweet, sweet Cobb. A sweet, 
sweet little underdog myself. Yeah. Watched well. watched maybe three hours of New Japan in total in my entire life. You did well. Two hours, two and a half of that hours was Kenny Inokata. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, have, did, you did good, man. And like, I mean, it was like close to the end and it was probably the funnest tipping we had ever done because it was so close. We because it had to stakes. It. it had stakes. And also like... I mean, is it the best G1 ever? I think I had the most fun with it, and maybe because of our tippings as well, mm. you know, that, that always makes it better. But I will tell you, if you get out of line in this podcast, I do have the steel chair here. You can see it. I mean, it didn't kill Matt Hardy. Exactly. It won't kill me. <laughs> well, that's it. Which dog made that sound? Uh, that was Buddy, and he is trying to be part of the podcast. I'm sorry, I do not have a third or a fourth mic, so you're just going to need to show it. Welcome to Banging On With Buds, the new podcast sensation where he just makes noises in the background. Um, so what we're going to do today, I obviously like some kind of hero or world leader did all of the G1s on my own. You did. Uh, which took up our episode tally quite significantly <laughs> with all those 10 and 15 minute episodes. I'm, I'm back to being a special guest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No well, I mean, a... you're not even on the podcast to be honest. <laughs> but... Uh, Imagine, I, imagine if I had been here for every in, single in one. Episode sixteen, you would have you, literally had to move realized, into the house when you realised I was about to win this whole goddamn thing <laughs> from out of nowhere. I was looking at about week eight, and I was like, "I got no fucking chance here." Amy's taking this whole thing, dude. She was like killing it so bad, and I thought when in those moments when I realised that you were going to win, I was really convinced that we were like going to draw. I thought you and I were going to draw and Amy was going to win by one. And like we had done the stakes and it was like literally like Travis needs to win four of these five to beat Amy and won them all. Like it, it was just unbelievable run. Was it? Who, who won in the end? I think it was my boy Juice got me good. Uh, yeah, Juice and Goto. We both chose Juice over Goto and I was cheering for Goto, <laughs> who I hadn't tipped for the entire competition. You know the, the healest part of this whole thing is? I was in Bunbury for the final weekend. I didn't even watch it. You didn't even know. I was so confident. He hadn't even seen the sheet. We could have literally lied to him yeah. about, about his tips. The and, tip and, sheet and, broke and I was just sitting there going, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, I'm going to win. I don't need to tell them to add me back into the. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But <laughs> no, he, he I thought I was. I thought I was definitely going to lose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's I, popping off all over this. So anyway, this is going to be the far, the last, not fast. It's not going to be the fastest episode because I think that was episode fourteen when I'd had enough of reviewing it. <laughs> um, but what I am, we are going to do is our G wondering wrap up. So what we've done is we've done a little spreadsheet because we love making them, where. We've basically gone through and done like our favorite matches for each guy. So if you're going to go back and listen and watch, sorry, just a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> okay, uh, we've gone through and uh, done each guy, and we're going to give you our match recommendation for each person in the G1. Our favorite match that they had. And by our, I mean mainly Rafe. Mainly mine because I did the work, and he has not. From what I can see, there's literally one extra slash T of... You've only done one. <laughs> I told you. I don't remember most of the tournament. So you have signed off on Jeff Cobb versus Ishii. That was as your favorite one. my and favorite match. Else. Once that match finished, I thought this G1 tournament can get no better for me. Wow. Okay, well, when... I tuned out. No. Uh, we're not, are we, do, we, been, do we start with Jeff Cobb? I mean, we could. You seem pretty jacked about him. 
He won me. He won. You know what? Let's go. Jeff Cobb won me this Let's, goddamn belt. Yeah, he did because that one where I was like, ha ha, get ready for your loss. And then he won. I was like, he fucking won. Oh, when he beat Jay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he fucking won. <laughs> um, I'm messaging Rafe that morning and going, I'm not feeling good about this. I'll be honest. Do you ever look at your tips and you go, I've, I've done, I've done goofed. And then I watched it and I just sent Rafe. A little picture of Chris Pratt turning, looking surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you shut your dirty mouth. All right, so let's start from the bottom then. I don't know what orders these are because I just ripped them from the original sheet, but we're going to go from Jeff Cobb up. So Jeff Cobb, we had both picked our favourite Jeff Cobb match as Jeff Cobb versus Ishii. For anybody who is listening to this, I wish I had been uh, organised enough to tell you the date that this match happened. Night nine, maybe? I'm not sure. Am I going to do this work for them or am I just going to be like, no? look just, at Jeff, just Google Jeff Cobb versus Ishii G1 2020. That'll get it for you. It's worth the Google people. Exactly. Oh, I feel like I'm doing them a disservice. Oh, I'll see if I can find it. It's hard to do it on the fly. I, mean, I figure you've done most of this. Yeah, exactly. This is going to take a lot to do them for everyone. Are you double skilled enough to be able to do them all in the background for every single guy? <laughs> no. No, nah, let's not do it. Figure it out. We're not here to spoon feed you. So Jeff Cobb versus Unless Ishii. you're from Canada, our best friends. Oh. Now oh, Canada actually eclipses Australia in listens. I don't know why this is. Who are you, mysterious Canadians? What's it all about? I hope I haven't alienated you with that joke. I'm sorry about race accent. <laughs> Let's not do accent. But thank you, Canada. I appreciate it. You listen to me. More than my friends did. <laughs> so making you my better friends than them. Okay. So anyway, Cobb versus Ishii. You couldn't stop gushing about it. You still can't stop gushing about it. So take the lead on it. It was dope. It was dope. I, uh, I was watching it and I thought, man, these, these guys are two big beefy boys. This looks like it could be fun. And uh, I was enjoying it quite a bit. And then Cobb caught Ishii and yeeted him across the ring with an exploder suplex. And I was uh, I was a passenger in a car and I literally went, oh, fuck. <laughs> and the person driving <laughs> was a real surprise and thought uh, something terrible was happening. They're like, swerve the, the car and kill you both. And uh, I was just sitting there and I was, I was watching on my phone with some Bluetooth headphones and I kept looking away from the screen like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. What kind of person... Let's, let's narrow this down a bit. What kind of person is in a car with another person with Bluetooth headphones on watching wrestling I and was not socialising? I was in a car was with it an my Uber? family. Oh, okay. And uh, we were all going somewhere to see more family. And I was like, I see enough of you people. Are you like 13 to 15 years old where you're like, I'm not talking to you, Dad. And you're like listening to your Bluetooth headphones and like listening I'm to Nirvana busy, or something? I'm a busy fucking guy. i got to get this shit in when I can. Yeah, that is true. It was G1 season. They need to... Grow up and I was, understand. I was driving from one end of Perth to the other to see my brother in an ice skating match. I was like, I don't need to talk to these people. An ice skating match? I was like, I'm about to sit next to them for the next four. Sorry, not ice skating. He plays ice hockey. Okay. I was about to say, because if it's just ice skating, not <laughs> Competitive cool, ice skating. But ice hockey might appeal to the Canadian listeners. Oh, there you go, Canada. There you go. I, did, I part Canadian. I didn't even realise. I didn't even realise we had I ice, care, co- uh, ice hockey I in care, Western Australia. I don't really care about sports that much, like actual sports, sports, mm-hmm. sports entertainment. Sign me up. Yeah. Actual sports could not give a fuck. Yeah. AFL, fuck off. <laughs> ice I hockey, like AFL. Ice hockey, where they can beat the shit out of each mm. other. I like ice hockey. All about it. 
And by all about it, I mean I can't, I'll, I'll stomach my brother because he got into the the finals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. And I was like, if he gets into the finals, I'll go see his match. And then he won. I was like, you son of a bitch. If, if he fails, I don't want anything to do with him. <laughs> it's Tiger parenting. Yeah. Uh, I went and saw Tiger brothering. I went and saw. But anyway, long story uh, short, Canada versus USA. Oh, I've heard at that. The RSC Arena. Canada won. Oh, Canada. Mm. Of course they did. Exactly. Those little pussies. America wouldn't be yeah, Canada. Never. Never. Love the match. Mm. Check it out. It was good. Uh, there was some, some good beefy boy stuff and lots of throwing around. There was one point where I think Cobb, oh, was it who, who headbutted who? I think Cobb headbutted Ishii. And Did I was he? surprised because it seemed like such an Ishii move to headbutt someone. And I was like, he looks like he legitimately broke that dude's jaw. God Ishii damn. was doing way too many headbutts in his match. After the Shibata match that I showed you with Okada that like ruined his career, mm. I would really like people to stop headbutting each other if they could wing it. Seems like a it's a very match ending move, a headbutt. It is, but they just were doing lots of them this tournament, and I could do without them all, to be honest. Well to be honest, he seems like he has no neck and his head is directly attached to his torso. So mm. Well, to be honest, you're correct. I don't know why we're saying to be honest so many times. Are we? <laughs> we just both said it like three times in a row each. I know why we're being so honest with each other. Anyway, we're jumping out of that. So good job, Cobb. Uh, it's also worth noting, since is, this is the only one that Travis double signed off on, I'll also give an honourable mention to Cobb versus Ishii, uh, sorry, to Ibushi, which was really good. When Ibushi was up on the turnbuckle and Cobb pulls him backwards and then catches him like he's a little bebe and then like <laughs> throws him real bad. Uh, that was absolutely sick. I'll talk more about Ibushi in a moment, but uh, good work, Cobb. And by the end of it, as I said, we used to joke about his name and things like that, but I think by the end of it, I, I'm i down with him being in New Japan. I think what you didn't know that I did know was that he had just signed with New Japan. I did not know that at the time. And when I was doing I thought that, he was just coming in as a ring of honour hire guy. No, no. sir. I, You're on when, those uh, Reddits. When, uh, yeah, I'm on that Reddit, and I was looking up all the peoples. I literally had every single person from Mo's spreadsheet pulled up and ready. She had links, mm-hmm. and I studied that shit, and I thought, hmm, this guy looks like he's too sure a thing. Fuck off. Yeah, fair. This guy looks like he's too sure a thing but not sure enough a thing mm. that Rafe would pick him. Yeah. I'm going to pick that dude. Or there'd be yeah. guys like the pimp who I was like, this guy looks like a fucking moron. <laughs> Correct. I am picking him for shit. Well, it's funny that you talk about him because I'm going to jump to him next. I'm going losers up, basically. The very next match after Cobb versus Ishii, I believe. I think it was the same night. I think it was, right? Mm. So we, you, you haven't written it on the sheet, but I know that we spoke about it and agreed about it. Our favourite match from... Uh, Yujiro Takahashi, the pimp, was versus Jay White, um, which uh, it was, it was like a very good time for us. That's the one where uh, Yujiro's a Bullet Club guy and he's going to play ball and do what's best for Bullet Club and he's going to lay down and Jay White comes out in his tracks and his fresh sneakers and he's like, this isn't even going to be a match. Yuji knows what's going on. Meanwhile, Yuji's lost every single match so far and he's kind of sick of that shit. And then he's, he agrees to it and he's going to lay down, but Jay White can't help but be a dirty fuck. He's like teasing him. He's like, going for a pin. Oh, and he's like, oh, come oh, on, another one. He's oh. And you can see you just starting to get annoyed. 
And then it turns into a real match. And I thought that Huge was oh. maybe going to beat him. I thought so too. I was yeah. like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it was a really good time. Um, I thought, I will say this about Huge, and I'll say it about Yoshihashi. Those guys filled like the loser role for each block. Pretty now, fucking well. Pretty fucking well. So normally in past G1s, those roles will be filled by like older New Japan guys. So like a Nagata like a Tenzan, somebody like that who you know is not going to win anything, right? Mm. Like they'll maybe get one at best. Like you know it. They're not going anywhere. Or even maybe a bad luck Fale, but he can be very dominant. One year he just smokes heaps of people. The next year, Gorillas of Destiny have come out and he gets disqualified every single match on <laughs> purpose because he just wants to smash people, you know? But what Yuge and Yoshihashi did that was really cool is that by the end of the, the G1, or even like very quickly into it, even though they were losing, they were becoming threats. And they were having these like competitive long matches where they were having all these near falls and stuff. And though they were losing, they never looked like losers. No. And it, and it led to the entire thing. Yoshihashi obviously picked up a few more wins than, than Yuge did. Yoshihashi definitely looked better, I think, as well. Yeah. And considering uh, the um, pimps one win to Cobb was... Like, I think probably each his worst match. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the very last night. Oh, I like that he won by just doing what got him there. He's like, I'm just going to crack this dude with this cane <laughs> and just get a win, you know? And it's like, that's what you need to do, man. Like, But he tried to play the tournament straight. He didn't have Worked like Jado with him. Yeah, exactly. I thought he was going to get more wins when I picked him because I figured he'd like, like all the other Bullet Club dudes, I thought he'd have a heater with him, you know? I thought he'd be cheating all the time and he would just like upset people, you know? But... Yeah. Interesting that uh, he has his pimp cane and Yoshihashi has his staff. Oh, shit. Is Indeed. it the staff Indeed. of shitness? Yeah, I think it might be. I think it might be. All right, well, let's do, so I don't get super out of order mm. over here in A Block, let's do Jay White next. And because his match, my favourite one of his was literally the exact same match. Um, was it his best technical wrestling match? Absolutely not. But I thought it was his best character match. I, lo I loved the details of not wearing his gear to the ring. Like, uh, I loved how big of a prick he was being. I loved, like, the paranoia at the end. Um, I thought he was good, and I thought he cut wicked promos all tournament. So I, I really liked it. Yeah, and to be honest, how many of those matches could you judge him on his wrestling merit anyway? I did enjoy Suzuki mm. beating the fuck out of him. I really liked – that would be my honourable mention for him. I really liked the Suzuki match. Um, it, it made me the angriest – of them because obviously I like Suzuki so much and then he's like kicking the shit out of them and then when it comes to that same kind of finish they keep doing where oh no red shoes is down and then there's an, uh, a low blow I'm like you can do better than this now Jay and I don't mean like not having a cheater's ending I was just like give me some variation you yeah. you are like a crafty heel who talks about outsmarting everybody it's like or maybe it just makes everybody else look dumb because they fall to the same shit my genius plan Kick him in the balls. The exact same plan that Evil's doing every night over on the other block. What are we going to do tonight, Brain? <laughs> Gato? Kick, kick him in the balls. Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the G1. All right. So anyway. The J1. I need to stop doing voices. Yeah, J1. But I, like the K1. Anyway. K1? K. Fakoda. Oh. I thought, I thought you were 
trying to bring it back to you in some way that I didn't understand. Oh, <laughs> no, the K one, the Coda. I suppose the G one because he's a wrestling god now. Mm. Anyway. Well, it's supposed to be great one, isn't it? There's no way we could ever know that. Anyway, moving on. We've got a lot of these to get through. Tai Chi. Next up is Tai Chi. I immediately knew which match you had chosen. Oh, yeah. The tai kick. Chi versus Ibushi. Kick Fest 9000, where they all they did was kick each other for an entire match. And that doesn't sound very interesting, but when you see, like, the selling and stuff and the pain on their faces and stuff, it was, like, a great display of one-upmanship, I thought. Like, they would just, like, no, I'm going to beat you, like, do the exact same thing you're doing, you know, like pig-headedness. I do need to go back and rewatch this one because I started and then I was doing something for this particular one. Uh, I think I was walking out to grab some dinner or something like that. Was watch I like kind of was took my phone with me, had my headphones in, watching it. Kind of did something for a second and looked back and they were still kicking each other. And I was like, "Did this like buffer?" And I didn't realize. I was like, "The sound's been going the whole time. What's been going on?" Yeah. No, they're just kicking each other still. Yeah, yeah. And then it just kept going. And I, I, like, I don't remember the exact number, but amazing. it was like. 86 kicks thrown by Tai Chi, 73 by Ibushi or something like that. A lot of kicks. And then it's like, and then I'm going to have a day off and then go wrestle in the final. They chose to do that match before doing the final. Absolutely crazy. Do you feel like that might have been Tai Chi's idea? Mm. Maybe. I feel like Ibushi calling it, though. The the cool thing that, again, I'm going to stop because I'm going to get to Ibushi, but I felt like he wrestled a really interesting G1 in that he wrestled everybody else's match the entire time. Um, whereas, like, Jay, say, Jay got to the end by always playing his game, mm. like, and always the same shit, where Ibushi, every single match, basically played their game, you know, rather than his. Anyway, I'm talking about Ibushi, but that's not what I'm doing. Uh, tai Chi is also worth an honourable mention because in all my picks here, he has the most. What? Why are you shaking your head at me? No, I was just uh, I was just saying like I was surprised by him. Oh, okay. You were shaking your head. I'm like, I've got the figures in front of me, and you haven't even filled them in, so I'm not sure why you disagree. No, no, no. With no. That. I, was, <laughs> I was shaking. Guess my what? Head championship thinks was, he owns this podcast. I, don't know I don't need to fill out my fucking picks. Yeah. <laughs> my one pick, me. Yeah, my own. Uh, <laughs> I was the winner of the G1. Um, no, uh, in all my matches, as I go through these, he was your MVP. He was my MVP. He had the. He had three. Of my favourite matches. This is where I feel like uh, my limited knowledge of New Japan caught me out because I was looking at the profiles and I thought, oh, he's a tag champion. Tag champions outside of New Japan. Don't do anything don't, outside yeah. of tag, nor do they they're really not succeed. really singles guys. Yeah, like yeah You've exactly. got kind of the... the well, they're Ken, not the, normally. The Kenny and Hangman story, but they're not singles guys. That's about it. Like, yeah. when do you ever see any other kind of... Oh, Jey Uso. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How often do you see tag people going single and doing well? And then I was like, this guy looks like a fucking moron. He's got some stupid little mask. He comes out and sings. Who the fuck is this dickhead? None of the stuff you're saying is wrong, but he's a weapon. I know. And he then, never uh, used to be. He used to be a joke. Well, about, I, I yeah. was looking at uh, I was looking at the Reddits, and this is the one where I didn't. I, I thought so many people loved him, and I was like, obviously they're taking the piss, and it's just ironic. Like love. ironic love, yeah. No. I was wrong. They love him because he started putting on those matches. The King's Emperor. Road. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Black Mephisto. But him and Zach were both yeah, singles guys, but they only ended up with the tag thing because they got in the feud with Ibushi and Tanahashi who had the tag titles, you know. No, so none of them are really tag specialists, but they just ended up doing that. And it's something that they've been doing better in the New Japan booking is they're like, well, these guys aren't doing anything. Tanahashi can't be the champion forever or whatever. 
and these guys aren't fighting over the Intercontinental. Let's make these tag titles that we normally just forget about mean something and put them on guys that like people like. While we've uh, taken the Intercontinental title out of the running. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I was, I was uh, from his very first intro where I thought, this guy looks like a fucking moron. And I think he won his first match like fairly decisively. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. He was up against someone um, bigger, wasn't he? Tai Chi. Mm. His first match was against... Maybe it wasn't someone... Jeff Cobb. Someone. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe it wasn't someone bigger. Maybe yeah. it was someone and I he, picked. Yeah, yeah, and he beat, he beat Jeff Cobb. That's right. Oh, yeah. So I thought Jeff Cobb, newly signed to New Japan, going to mm-hmm. come in strong. Um, nope. <laughs> strong showing on his first round, and then uh, I was proven very wrong. Yeah, yeah. And then... Tai Chi's turned into I, such I, I a got, hard, hard man. Yeah, I got real worried, and then... My boy didn't let me down. Yeah, with Jay White, Jesus Christ. Um, all right, then. And then next up is Shingo Takagi, the Dragon. Uh, my favourite match with him was the Tai Chi match. Uh, in this one, I believe I was barracking for Shingo because in my tips really, really needed I hell like Shingo anyway, but my tips came down to it, and I remember living or dying by this match. I think it was like the one I got right in a night of like you five were, you wrongs. You cooking your dinner or something. Yeah, like I stopped cooking my dinner to be like, come on! And then he won it, and I absolutely loved it. Um, I thought he put on like a killer showing for the, for the tournament, and I feel like he's a real workhorse. I wonder where his ceiling is. I don't want to sort of be- see him sort of become this like Ishii great match MVP that's never really – like he's always there but never really running with anything. Is he not going back for the never title though? Yeah. Because he pinned uh, – he took it – he beat Suzuki. Yeah, he did. But I'd like to see him go above that. Like I could see is, him as a the never as a champion, champion more of a, hey, we don't really have anything to give you guys here, have the never title. It's like the strong style championship. It's like the tough, tough boy. Tough boy. But what it's supposed to be, like, do you know the history of the Never brand? Like, what's about? No. So it's called the Never Weight, uh, Never Open Weight Championship, because the idea was, and it's the same with the Trios Championship, the six man, is it's supposed to be no weight class. So oh. it kind of became a big boy belt, but the idea is it's supposed to be a mixing belt. And while it was during COVID, you had like Show go for it, who was like a, a junior and stuff. Uh, lightning Boy. Yeah, exactly. Shock Arrow, as lightning, well Lightning Boy to me. Lightning Boy. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so, and I would like to see more of to that. sell my heel turn, Rafe. God. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I keep forgetting. Um, but yeah, I, I would like to see more of that cross uh, weight classness mm. between them. That could be cool. Like, you know. Des- some, Desperado who, versus Chingo, like, yeah, would be. Who cool. are some of the littler boys who can stand up to the big boys? Who could do it? Well, I guess you had some little boys standing up to the big boys and mm. fucking Tai Chi taking out Suzuki. Yeah, I know. Exactly. And Tai Chi used to be a little boy. They all used to be. I did not see that so one coming. <laughs> I did see it coming because they've been like dropping hints, you know, that like there's maybe a little bit of dissension. Well, it's not well gone. in Suzuki gone. Yeah, exactly. Actually, this is. That gives me an opportunity. Just It's on my head, so I'm just going to jump off on it. Quick rewind to your mate, Cobb. New Japan is all about factions. Who would you align him with? Does, uh, does Akada need a friend now <laughs> in chaos? Akada always needs friends in chaos. 
Or does Okada need a big boy to go up against Great Okan? Maybe he does. Is is Cobb the Great Okan, the Great Okada to a uh, Great Okan? Yeah, to Okada. Maybe. Um, I don't know. He seems like uh, he'd be more of a. See, I don't know because I suppose you got uh, Ishii in Chaos, don't you? You got Ishii. You've got Goto. Lij. They seem like they've lost a bunch of people recently. They do, but they they tend to be pretty Japanese and Mexican heavy. Mm. Hear me out, Suzuki Gun. So, I was, so I was thinking that because they have lost all their big boys. I so like Suzuki. Yeah, they do have a lot of members though. So they've got Suzuki, Taichi, Zach, uh, Doki, El Desperado, and Kanemaru, right? But they don't have a real big heater. I feel like Jeff Cobb as a face is kind of a bit like, yeah, bro. Like, I'm doing the eyebrows and I'm a bit of a surfing radical guy, but him as like a bad man could be very scary throwing people around. Like, yeah, I could um, I could see him as... Uh, I feel like it'd help like him. a better Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Not better as in like... Because Brock Lesnar's when he actually gives a shit, is pretty he's fucking really good. amazing. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. Like just that kind of big guy who... Comes dominant, off very sadistic. Yeah, yeah, very dominant and and brutal. You know, I watched um, oh, is it SummerSlam where he's up against Brian, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you literally think he's murdered Daniel Bryan because Daniel Bryan is like, kind of just come back from what multiple yeah, yeah. concussions, neck injuries. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh, yeah, it, was, it was. It was. Was it neck or it was concussions? Yeah, yeah, yeah concussion. It was, yeah. And he's uh, and then he's like suplexing him onto his head. I know. It was very, very like, upsetting. The whole crowd is like, oh, fuck, is he trying to murder him? And then Daniel Bryan's like, ha-ha! Twist. Twist. Got ya. But uh, <laughs> like that kind of that kind of Brock Lesnar where he's um just knows that someone's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. I'm going like to sadistic. Pound sadistic. you into the ground. And he's also a suplex-sponsored athlete like Zach. They've both got it on their, their trunks and stuff. Maybe he brings him in. You never know. Shit. Oh, anyway, that was my idea. Uh, okay, next on from that is Ishii. Uh, I'm going to say that your favourite Ishii match is probably with Jeff Cobb, but mine was again with Tai Chi. See, uh, I think, yeah, I think it would be... Um, I think Cobb definitely kind of came out looking a little bit better in that match because Ishii, I guess, was kind of the gatekeeper there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cobb just kind of proved he could go toe-to-toe. I think Ishii looked fucking great in that. Like that shot of him where it's focused over on Cobb yeah. and you think Ishii's been knocked out and then he just roars up into frame. I was like, yeah. I don't know if they planned that spot or if yeah. it was just perfect camera yeah, placement. Yeah, exactly. Fuck me, that was cool. I, I just remembered this one, but my favourite moment, or feel if you will, from uh, the Ishii Tai Chi match is I remember him firing up and they're just throwing like, you know, finishes at each other and they're just kicking out of each other's shit. There's one point where Ishii is just like, and then just starts like headbutting the turnbuckle and like psyching himself up and then turns around and just goes in. And I was like, that was so sick. And at the time, again, rolling back to my tips, I think at the time, I don't remember. Maybe I wanted Ishii to win. I don't remember. But I remember being like, let's fucking go. Like just pumped on it. Or maybe I was just about Ishii in that moment and didn't care which way it went. But it was a real uh, fire up spot for me and I really enjoyed it. Much like that. And those moments make New Japan matches, man, when they've got those like big like fighting spirit moments where you're just like, I'm with it, mm. you know, and they catch you in it. Um, all right, on from Ishii to Osprey. I think we've both got the same match here, which would be Okada. Um, 
that's probably I liked that it was flat tack straight out the gate. I don't know if it's like the best match they've ever had because they've had a couple of good ones. Uh, but Okada had always held the win. It was uh, Will getting it back, but it was also with the big angle with the Empire, with B, with the surprise return of Okan, with the brutal hidden blade at the end where he's like, I hope that fucking hurts in the morning and stuff. Like I thought it was it was a real good, good part. And, I, and afterwards I was like, how's anybody going to follow that? How do you follow that? Two more matches. Oh, we're just going to kick each other in the leg for 30 minutes. <laughs> I actually yeah. don't know. Like, I <clears throat> I wanted to like Okada more than I did uh, in this tournament, which we'll maybe get to when we get up to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Osprey Ibushi was pretty goddamn good. It was Osprey good. Osprey and Jay was good. Yeah. Ibushi, actually, yeah, I remember you really enjoyed Osprey and Ibushi. I think I preferred their... Previous match better, uh, like that one that you see in the 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 oh, gif the or whatever, where he does the flip and then he like turns slowly and he's there and stuff. But they they love doing that, like have the camera angle there and we're going to do those looks and stuff. And I love it. So yeah, their honorable match, uh, honorable mention, and maybe even your favorite pick, Osprey Nabushi was really good. Because well. Okada slows things down a lot, and you had that. He does uh, yeah, it did get sped up a little bit because Osprey obviously real pissed off and kind of had a bit of fire in him. Mm. Okada, I guess, matching that to put the young boy down. Yeah. Um, know your role kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ibu- like he, Ibushi, I think, kind of went to the next level. Yeah, that's fair. With that's the jumpy, fair. With the exactly. jumpy shit, and, without uh, it being too jumpy shit. Osprey versus Shingo was really good. Again, I didn't think as good as their, um, what is it, the best of the Super Juniors final that they had. Um, but it was, yeah, a really good match as well. But... Um, all these guys, I mean, we're splitting hairs because there's so many great matches in this entire tournament. But, yeah, that's the way I'd go. <laughs> kind of uh, Osprey, Okada, Ibushi, White, the four kind of guys who could have t- taken the... Yeah, this A block. A block is just so stacked, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, it was brutal. Um, next is Ibushi, but I'll, I'll leave him till last day since since he, you know... He the boy. Yeah, he the boy. So then it's Suzuki. Um, I loved Suzuki, my papa... Um, he absolutely killed it. He had so many good matches, and I felt like he never looked weak ever. No. Like, he looked dangerous, and when people beat him, they kind of only just beat him, with the exception of... And when, like, when Okada beat him, he oh, barely beat him, and then a, uh, then a, he's not even hurt, and he's, like, trashing the place and stuff. And then when Ibushi beat him for real, he's, like, laying on the ground laughing because he's stoked he had a good fight. It's just you can't hurt him. He's just an absolute weapon. And, and I loved it. And I've never been more pissed off than when Jay White low-blowed him and, and ruined what was a really hardcore match where he was wasting everybody and winning, you know, like and being really dominant. So, yeah, I really liked it. But, yeah, Suzuki, it's probably half-half for me. I'm going to go the Ibushi one because I really liked it, a major slap fest. But that Jay White one is worth checking out if you just want to see, like, a real dominant Suzuki just kicking the shit out of people and then you maybe want to be real pissed off at the end. Jay White's abs not doing him much good. No. Honourable mention to Jay White's abs. They're doing our eyes good, but that's it. (laughs) Uh, Then it's Okada. So Okada was a real weird one for this tournament. He's not Mm. wrestling like traditional Okada, which I'm glad you have seen those matches or you'd be like, who is this guy? Um, 
and he got progressively better as the tournament got on. That was obviously the story he was trying to tell. Yeah, the story of getting the money clip over. Yeah, he wants that money clip so bad. It's so so boring. But the last. But then again, I guess you think about the Rainmaker. That's not like a flashy move, but maybe it's the same thing. He's it. like, I'm fucking turning this short arm clothesline into like When I first saw it, I was like. That's like the finisher. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. But then now, when you see that, when you've been in a Tokyo Dome and he's dropped Naito to it, and it's like three counts, and the entire place explodes, you're about that move, you know. Well, that's uh, that's what the first uh, first match I ever saw Okada in is Okada and Kenny round one. Yeah, amazing um, match. Kenny Omega, one winged angel finisher. Mm-hmm. Lots of kind of flashy moves. V trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, was it? You won't escape. That kind of thing. Yeah. He does the <laughs> you flip. can't escape. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, the... Yeah. Lots, lots of flashy of shit. Just the, the V-trigger. And uh, just even just the one-winged angel, like yeah. the story of him trying to get that move into place. And I was like, this is the most ludicrous finisher I've ever fucking seen. Yeah. Flip someone around, put your head at their ass, then lift, get a leg down, get the head, and then you got a Carter. I'm just going to grab your wrist and fucking arm you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But it... It, it's effective. It works. <laughs> and they sell it like death, you know, yeah. when it happens. Um, so, yeah, it, it has been hard. But I, I thought like the last guys that he versed. Like, where, he, where he started bringing it back. Yeah. Okay. When well, when he started to tease the Rainmaker but was still winning with the money clip, like Tai Chi and Shingo, like these dudes sold it like they were dead men. Yeah. Like they they looked scared, their eyes were rolling into the back of their head and it's like, this is the most brutal choke anyone has ever seen, you know? So maybe by the end of it, like when this is all said and done, when Okada's back in the purple and gold, we'll be like, come on the money clip! Like, and absolutely stoked about it, but yeah, we'll see. He's definitely taken the longer uh, path to getting it over as opposed to uh, our buddy Roman with the guillotine. <laughs> yeah, well, that did work. <laughs> The, the, we, we'll get into we'll get Roman later. later. We'll get into Roman later. We we'll focus. Um, we all right. Okada, who's your who's your favorite? Your favorite Os- uh, Okada match? I gave it away. It's, uh, it's it's Osprey for the same reasons that I said before, and I liked that it was a faster paced match. Mm. But again, honorable mentions to Ishii and Shingo. Sorry, not uh, Ishii. Tai Chi and Shingo. Maybe Ishii match was pretty good too. Actually, they um. See, I think most of his matches, for me, Osprey in the card obviously has a bit of a. It's 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 loaded going in. Yeah. Uh, everything else, to be honest, I was kind of just a bit disappointed. Yeah. And it felt more. And you like, know what? He never really ground the Osprey match to a halt. No, like, he never yeah, got to. Yeah, Osprey exactly. was. Osprey. Uh, Obviously, and when he started to, then, then B came in, and then when he started to again, it's Okan, and he never really. Well, you've yeah. also got Osprey, who was uh, kind of. Oh no! Oh no! There's a face off. They're about to pop off. Doggies! No! No! Put it away! Oh no! It starts. Okay. This is what we need to do. I have a plan here, Travis, for this exact. <laughs> Thing. Okay. Give me two seconds. This is very important. Okay, where are we? Here we go. I think this is what I want. <laughs> I'm gonna go deal with it. The gunslinger approaches the dogs. 
the dog's draw. One dog dropped. Okay, it's over. <laughs> oh, pull him out there. Release the hound. I might, uh, I might okay. pick him up. Yeah. Okay, sorry guys. Just got to do some wrangling, some dog wrangling. We're babysitting Buddy and he's freaking pissed. Okay. Come here, mate. Back we go. Chill. So yeah, anyway, I... Oh, fuck out. Okada did this before as well where he, like after losing the championship, purposely got shit for a while. Like, and was carrying balloons to the ring and losing stuff and that, just because he can't be the winningest winner forever, you know? So Has he, he lost, did he lose his confidence, or was it just like, oh, I've got to get over the fact that I can't be the champion? Well, that's kind of it. He's like lost his confidence. He's trying to find himself and trying to find happiness he without just gone the title. Back to being Okada. Because, like I said, that picture of him. Not the Rainmaker. Out of his, uh, out of his ring gear, where he's Okada, not the Rainmaker. Yeah. One of the least fresh dudes I've ever seen, mm-hmm. considering how goddamn fresh he looks in that ring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he still looks pretty fresh in real life. I'm not sure you should be throwing around. I mean, he does, but like comments relatively like not fresh. Have you seen him in a suit? I mean, got those sockless in, loafers in on, a, driving that Ferrari in and a shit? t-shirt. Oh yeah. I mean, you didn't see him in real life while I was holding that belt, which was very heavy, by the way, the IWGP Championship. That's how we got this? He's a hands. he's a big handsome man. We won't be saying anything else about Okada. Uh, not being amazing. We're going to jump onto Ibushi, and I have faith that Okada will make it all right in the end. Um, Ibushi. Oh, no. The winner. Oh, buddy's on the table. Should we just let him stay there? Yeah, just don't let him jump down. He'll be fine. Sorry, Smack Gems, if you're listening. <laughs> I'm put you yeah. on there. Pull him back. Let him have a couple of paws. On the chair. Yeah, leave him on the chair. Okay. Where so, you seemed happiest, didn't you? Yeah. All right. So, Ibushi. Dog distraction's over. Ibushi... Won the entire thing for the second year in a row and made the finals for the third year in a row. I'm going to touch on a few things. Like I said, I th- I feel like he wrestled a great tournament. I don't know if I liked it better than last year's. I can't really remember right now, but I did like how I said that he wrestled everybody else's stuff. So I feel like he wrestled to his opponent's strengths and brought out the best in all of them and as a result proved himself the best of them all. Mm. What did you think? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had one. I didn't care. I can't believe this guy won. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. Um, Which one's a bishy? <laughs> <laughs> the one with the most abs you've ever seen. Um, um, no. I, so I obviously, I don't know everyone's style quite as much. So I'd, I'd, I'm not as familiar with Ibushi to begin with. All I know about him is that he's Kenny Omega's other half. Mm-hmm. Um. That's about the extent of my knowledge of did him. Did you going like forth. it? I did. I yeah. thought he was amazing. Was this the first time you've really seen him? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. So yeah, I'd, I had no kind of preconceptions of anyone going into this tournament other than Okada. Um, and oh, did I know anybody else on here? I don't think I did. Yeah, like no one. Yeah, I don't think you knew anybody at the start of this tournament really. No. Like, you may have heard names, but you I, never really I had, seen like, it. kind of misconceptions of people. Like, I thought Kenta was a much more... Better? Like a far better person. <laughs> above, not a far better person. A far better wrestler, wrestler and bigger name than he is because mm. he's a little botchy boy by the sounds of it. But. Yeah, well, there, there was a bit of that going on. 
But, well, uh, like Okada's the only person I had uh, any context on going into this, yeah. and uh, he ruined all that context pretty fucking quick. Quick, smart. So. Well, yeah. Well, he changed it up on you, right? Yeah, he, um, uh, he bamboozled me. Bamboozled. But no, uh, so I, I did like Ibushi. Again, don't really know what his style is to begin with. I know he's uh, got the Kamigoi. Uh-huh. A pretty fucking sick finisher. Uh-huh. That was about it. And I, know, I knew him from that little gif of... Uh, the Osprey. 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 <laughs> the flip, which I thought was very funny. Yeah. Buddy. Oi, what are you doing down here? This guy. This guy. You get sent home, bud. Okay. Uh, anyway, and I guess uh, it probably deserves an honourable mention as well for the the final. Um, I wasn't really going to count it because it's a good match or whatever it is. But I don't think it was his best match of the tournament. But I did think by the end of it, it was the first time I really saw the like crowd making vocal noises. The near falls. Yeah, all the near falls at the end of that. Let's jump straight into B-Block, man. We've got to wrap this sucker up. So we're going to start at the bottom of the bottom. Yoshihashi, <laughs> Ichiban Sweet Boy. Did quite is, well. Is he the Ichiban Sweet Boy? He's the Ichiban Sweet Boy. Interesting. Yeah, I, I heard that in the Road to Power struggle, he had a bit of a fire match. Uh, him, Goto, and Ishii were versing the Suzuki-gun dudes, and apparently it was like a killer match. Again, sort of showcasing him and Doki more than their bigger boy counterparts of Goto, Ishii, and Zack and Taichi. Is that... Um, all right, so is Road to Power struggle after G1? Yes. So I, I heard that he got like... A, he was the one who uh, took the pin in that match. He may and have, but it doesn't mean uh, he can't show heart. I had heard that... Uh, I haven't watched it, mm. but I read something. I can't remember when. Apparently, it was, it was, they were just like, oh, it looks like it's back to normal for Yoshihashi. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, wax on that for a second. One minute. It would appear. It would appear, a poor, it would appear <laughs> Yoshihashi with his strange face. He's an odd looking man, but he proved himself to me. I thought he was a weird, weird guy. I've heard he's Okada's friend. I thought nepotism at its finest. But no, he actually had some, he actually had some good matches. I was not ex- maybe it's because I was expecting very little from him, much like I was expecting very very little from Tai Chi. I thought Tai Chi would be similar to Yoshihashi, whereas Yoshihashi was actually very similar to the Pimp. This is correct. This is I was correct. Very wrong. But uh, Yoshihashi is definitely a he's a lifted man. He used to be like better than the Pimp. A joke, you know. Mm. What I mean, he's had some big wins in G ones before. He beat Kenny Omega the year that Kenny Omega won. Oh shit. Yeah, exactly, which is a bit of a big deal, but yeah. I thought he had the funniest way of, uh, maybe not the funniest, I thought he had the best way of uh, trying to out Yano Yano where he taped his hand to the staff. Yes. And I thought, I did not think Yano was squeezing through that bar. Yeah, that was actually pretty good. There were some good ones where they were obviously Yanoing each other. Um, and Yano, I like that one. The most creative uh, fuckery. It is. Even when it's the same fuckery, but yeah. (laughs) He always does the same shit, but he always, you know, finds a spin on it. I liked when Tanahashi taped up his eyes. (laughs) And then he. Anyway, we'll we'll cross that one when we come to it. Um, Our Yano, uh, best of Yano, will be our favourite. Yeah, uh, exactly. Well, I'll I'll go on to Juice, but he gets an honourable mention. Who was uh, your favourite Yoshihashi man? Oh, I didn't even talk about it. Jesus Christ, I'm carried on. Sorry, these dogs got me shook. We've got. 
two additional co-hosts, and they're just being a pair of dickheads as it, as it is. So, yeah, anyway, Kenta and Yoshihashi was probably my favourite match. I, is as that I because said, you, were dis- you were less disappointed here that Kenta was bringing down all your favourites with his Well, yeah, there, there was that. But I also really liked that he was being super dismissive of Yoshihashi and was talking about how he wanted to oh. fight the Bo staff, not the Bo staff's assistant mm. <laughs> and all this. But there was a point where I don't remember what happened, like – Kenta slaps him or something, and like Yoshihashi just fires up. He just goes, goes and roars in his face. Yeah, goes Super Saiyan, and it was killer. And I, I thought he, I thought he was going to win um, towards the end of it. I thought, oh, he, you know, he could probably do this. So didn't work, but he had lots of moments like that. And like I said, he may have been one of the bigger losers, but he was the winner in all our hearts. Yeah. There you go. He was probably my sentimental favorite. Yeah, good I work. Did, he, he won me over. Good work, little mate Yoshihashi. All right, next we're picking up speed. We're going to Juice Robinson, mainly because B-Block wasn't as good. But Juice Robinson, honourable mention to our man Yano. I really liked his match with Yano. Uh, I think uh, I've actually got that listed for Yano, so I'll go on. But um, Him hopping his way down the... Yeah, I know. I think it was pretty <laughs> All good. All right, we'll, we'll cross that with Yano because we're actually coming back to it now. Look at it. But um, Naito. my favourite one was the Naito one because I started the match and I was watching it and it really wasn't gelling for me. And I turned to Amy and I said, I'm like, you know what? Maybe these two just don't have chemistry. Maybe this ain't going to be a good match and that's just what it is. And then it turned into a really good one by the end. And I was like, it just goes to show if you give it a little bit of time, maybe people can find their way. And and by the end of it, I really liked it. And I thought, like, by the end, I thought Juice was maybe going to win. I thought he was maybe going to be one of the upsets, like, by the time. And so I was like, oh, man, he's going to do it. Didn't. And, uh, yeah, I thought he that was, was really good. He had a really strong start to the tournament. 6-0 to begin with. First three Did matches. really? Yeah. Didn't even notice. He was level with, um, like, Jay White and everything like that. He called out in his promo. Oh, did he? I must have missed that one. I normally watch Juice's backstage stuff because it's pretty good. He was, yeah, 6-0 and for a bit. And then I think his very next match, uh, they punished him for his... For his insolence. <laughs> for his insolence. Well, anyway, his, uh, uh, he sorry, looked like an honorable, idiot. Honorable uh, <laughs> mention for uh, my favorite promo is when he uh, is talking about um, Kenta literally kicking the shit out of him <laughs> and he shot. That's probably my least favorite. <laughs> in, that, the, in this hall of legends where some of the greatest of all time have stood to, to do it, he's talking about sharding himself. He I just thought care, it was though. funny. It was he's, funny. Uh, it was funny. I, I've... He was wearing his weird little Blues Brothers pants. So I, was, I suppose he could have got away with it because he's black pants. And then yeah, he just yeah. goes, no, nope, I shat myself. <laughs> just but yeah, his uh, outfit was ridiculous. But is I, he a I Blues Brother or is he like later Freddie Mercury without I, the mustache? I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what he's trying to do. But either way, it's a hot mess express. That's okay. for sure. Worse than his handlebar mustache and mullet? Mm. Hard to say. Yeah, I think I preferred the gear during that time. His original gear was the worst when he had dreads. When he was just in trunks, that was like the worst look ever for him. It was not flattering at all. So I'll take it over that. But but yeah, not the best. At least this covers up. You know what, this. though? This isn't... We're not doing that because we're, <laughs> we're doing the G1 trick wrap-up. All right, straight on to Sonata, who, though he was the winner of B Block, doesn't feel like the winner in my heart. Um, I forgot every single one of his matches. And then when you told me that he had one B block, I thought, who? <laughs> yeah. That guy yeah. with a little mask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get me uh, a small man's <laughs> mask, please. 
And then next week, a smaller man's mask. Yeah, exactly. And the week after, a smaller man's mask. It just mask. gets to the point where it's just over one eye. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. Look, anyway, he, he's he got some positives, that's for sure. Uh, they're not always wrestling-related. They're more fashion-related. Um, and he did have some times where I was like, I didn't hate that as much as I have hated things in the past Probably from him. Probably not what you want from a G1 block winner. Yeah, well, that's I didn't it. hate that mm. guy. Yeah, I didn't hate everything he did, but I did like his match with Goto. I think in the night that I talked about that, I was literally like, I thought this would be the worst match of the tournament because they both can be pretty rubbish, and I thought they would bring that out in each other. But they actually brought out the best in each other, and I really liked it. And then I probably would really liked it. It's a strong, strong term. I liked it. I somewhat, I somewhat liked it, uh, and then I also somewhat liked the G one final, just because I felt like by the end with all the near falls and stuff, Sonata really like won that crowd over. You know, they were yeah. they were like about him and they were like screaming. So that's did, pretty cool. Did he win them over, or were they just like, how the fuck is this guy getting near falls? <laughs> yeah, maybe they were just stressing. <laughs> I don't know. No. I don't know. But so I don't hate him, but I also don't love him. I feel like he, I'm just a bit nothing on him. So I feel like he's just got to, I don't know, find something, man. I think he needs a new finisher and I think he needs to show, you know, he never shows any fighting spirit. He never fires up like those other dudes, you know? What is the paradise lock? Because I watched most of this in uh, Japanese commentary. Well, that is a piece of shit. That is a hold. I believe the commentator Milano Collection 18, I think that's his name, used to do it. Uh, and, yeah, he wraps him into people into a little ball that they then can have no power to get out of unless he kicks them in the ass. And so that's why in that evil match oh, they were like, he's just locked, uh, he's locked up Dick to go in the Paradise Lock. He should just leave him there and he can like win the match and not have any inter- interference. But he wanted the pop out of the crowd and couldn't resist and set him free. Did he even get a pop? I mean, a thin one. As big a pop as Sonata can expect. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, people definitely like him. I'm just not one of them. But I did say in my wrap-up of the final after watching the second match that maybe I'd give him a little bit more time yeah. because I felt like he had sort of... Even won me over a little bit. Not that I wanted him to win, just that I kind of was like thought he could be a chance. Yeah. Okay, and then from there we're going to jump on to another a bit blah wrestler, but a real good promo is Kenta. Um, he can have good matches. I've definitely seen them before. Um, I seem to have put my favourite Kenta matches Goto. I don't know why I've done that because I'm not sure I can remember that match in the slightest. I don't think that's the right thing. Do you remember any of the other matches more? Yeah, it was the Naito one because that, that's actually my pick because it made me feel things of rage um, because, yeah, ooh. I knew that, oh, we both did the same Snuck move there. Snuck it out of Yeah, um, and it was probably his most important match of the entire tournament, I would say, yeah. him upsetting him there. Uh, and I didn't even hate it. Like, the it was actually, like, some pretty cool exchanges and stuff. Kenta's stuff can grind and can sometimes be a bit botchy lately and stuff that I kind of worry about. Um, but I thought that was was decent. So I would say Naito um, is the best uh, for him. That also, in moving that over, means that Naito was my 
MVP of Block B. He had the he had the three best matches, and he was called on to do that. He headlined nearly every single night, you know, and and was called on to be the big boy. And I think that I think Kevin Kelly said in commentary that his total G one like time in the ring for like the whole thing was like over three hours, and Yano's was just over twenty minutes. <laughs> so. <laughs> I hope they're getting paid by the minutes because uh, Nido's earning it. Um, Yano doesn't need to get paid by the minute. He's got that the uh, your favorite restaurant ever, doesn't he? He does. He has every address. He doesn't need to. And he sells all those CDs. And yeah, he's getting. He's get, selling the. He's got his YouTube channel. Where you can get on the the QR code on his back. Uh, anyway, and also it's worth noting that Zach, uh, at the moment, with those two, that's Tai Chi and uh, Naito basically tying as both MVPs. But you know what? It was a hair's breadth away from my Zach match also being my MVP match of the thing because Zach versus Naito was so good. Um, it's my favourite Naito match, spoiler, uh, for what's coming up. But I did put down the Zach match uh, as my favourite Zach match being against Evil. When he rolls him up and Evil's like losing his shit and like uh, yelling at the ref and he just escapes. And he was like, everybody hates Evil so much that Zach, who's a total dickhead, was like the biggest face of the night. Like everybody wanted to win so bad. He just like gets away with it. He's like, ha ha. Happy Halloween, dickhead. Yeah, he's like, hey, Evil, happy Halloween, dickhead. I loved it. I loved it. Zach was another MVP of the tournament. Uh, just for me, just like he didn't have a bad match the whole time. No. He's so good with everybody, man. Mm. He's literally so cool. Um, I seem to have – what have I done there? I seem to have given him two favourite matches. I was wondering about that. Yeah, that's a that's a glitch. I don't, can't remember, even remember his juice match, so I don't know what crack I was smoking there. You're just happy about seeing juice in pain. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> uh, that was an all right match, but it was probably maybe my least favourite. Of the Zach matches. Um, okay, on to Yano. I mean, the shithousery continued the entire time. I've put my favourite one as Juice just because I felt like him and Juice together played the Yano game the best. Like yes. with the yelling at each other. He's like, you come in here. And he's like, you come here. And he's like, you come in here. I liked all Juice, that stuff. Um, Juice has just a funny voice. Yeah, he does. He's got this like well, high-pitched kind things, of... Yeah. Yeah. He's, a way, he's way good at yelling. Like it always cuts through. So... Yeah, I, I really like him that. hopping down the yeah him hopping down the entranceway was funny yelling yeah <laughs> exactly and I liked uh, I really liked Yano's match with Naito as well almost taking him to five uh, with all the but more because of Naito like playing the his game like coming in hell slowly and like nervously undoing his buttons and like Yano getting all pissed off about all the fuckery so I enjoyed that um, but yeah always like uh, Yano great wild card. Okay, Goto, I briefly talked on. I forgot he was a human. He probably cost me the tournament with his nothingness. Uh, and his best match I've put as Sonata because it's the only one I can remember from either of them. Though it could also be... Actually, you know what? I'm subtracting that from Sonata. Sonata can't have it. I'm taking it off him. I'm giving it to Yano. I love that he beat him in like three seconds. He was just that like... That was pretty good. Yeah, actually. that was sick. And now I think about it. He's like, oh, put on the shirt or whatever. And then try some bullshit. And he just bombers him in the back of the head and just rolls him up and walks out in like 30 seconds. That was a baller uh, move by Gojo. He'd already taken that quick roll-up loss to um, Juice and... I'm oh, sorry, to Zach and wasn't going to have anyone's bullshit. And I loved it. So, yeah, actually, Goto, your best match was with Theano. Congratulations. What's uh, in the mood? And sometimes you are best in short doses. Uh, evil, man, by the end, I was sick of him and Dick to go uh, and all their BS, but his favourite match is the one that I gave to Zach. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. I forgot. What? I have watched more New Japan than um Have you? Kenny and Okada. Because I watched Did I get did Naito lose. Oh. I watched uh the um what's the other tournament? Uh, Evil beat Okada. New Japan Cup. New Japan you Cup. did watch New Japan I watched Cup. The yeah. New Japan Cup. The, like just the I final though. You watched. forgot about. Yeah. It. Did you I watch watched, the whole tournament or just the no, final? No, I watched the final match where Evil beat Okada, and yep. then I watched him turn. Oh, I watched him turn on. Um... <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Just uh, got onto the table and was walking around the computers. Mm. Uh, and then I watched Okada. Sorry, I, I, he beat Okada, and then I watched him. Turn on Naito, join Evil. Sorry, join Bullet Club, Evil Club, uh, and cool moment. It was a cool moment, and then I was like, "Man, this guy looks weird. He's weird little purple hair. He's got some grills or something like that." Yeah, he's got some grills. He's an just strange looking guy, like odd odd choice of attire. Mm. Had all those like braids in and yeah, stuff at that looks point. Looks like yeah. a looks like a big emo yeah, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, pushing the mic into my face. <laughs> Sabotage. And then I watched the Naito and Evil match and I was like, all right, maybe unpopular opinion. I don't get Naito yet and I don't think I enjoy Evil. Don't start. This is going to be my most edited episode thanks to these pair of dickheads. I tell Mm. you what. I was expecting more of a pop from Rafe that I don't really like Naito that much and had no reaction whatsoever. Sorry, I was distracted by Buddy popping up. Uh, no, that's okay. I didn't like him at first either. Yeah, like I, when, I when he first came into sort of my realm of awareness, I didn't get him. But what I'm going to do for you is I am going to give you some homework on Naito. I'm going to look them up, but I'm going to show you some matches from his Intercontinental title run when he hates the Intercontinental title belt and he's like breaking it on the way of the ring and just being a dismissive dickhead. And then I think you'll start to get him a bit more. So we'll we'll do some homework on on the Naito stuff. Mm. Um, Next up, after Evil, not really much more to talk about with Evil. Um, I mean, whatever. Pretty meh. For, for a big for a big guy who and, looks and like the he could previous yeah. champion previous yeah. champion a big beefy guy who looks like he's the heater of like he like a heater yeah kind of thing could beat the shit out of anyone legitimately and now he's just um it's typical like heel syndrome bullshit where it's like oh I need a, I need my friends to beat you now yeah it's like suddenly I've lost the ability to win matches but that's pro wrestling so they'll get better at it hopefully I try and stay positive next up is my girlfriend. Hiroshi Tanahashi, what a tournament, looking like a million bucks. Um, definitely slowed down a bit towards the end, but started so strong with my match of the tournament, which was uh, Tanahashi versus Naito. Just came out from being on a bit of a losing streak and doing the tag stuff to being chiseled from granite and just like high fly flowing to the outside. Literally killer. And then an honourable mention to his uh, match with Zach. Zach. Yeah, I really liked as well. With it, which is it bookended his whole tournament. Really, um, bookended the whole tournament with that big like eight count over <laughs> Zach, uh, being a real asshole and being real dominant. So yeah, I I I loved it. How'd you find Tanahashi? Because he was another one who, when I first started watching New Japan, I was pretty like slow on and. Mm. Not necessarily in love Look, with. I like Tana at the end of that tournament. I like Tanahashi more than I like Naito. Yeah, um, but I think I just still need to watch a bit more. Spend. spend he a bit he, more time he definitely looks like the kind of guy who is past his prime, 
not not kind of trying to cling to relevancy, but just like almost the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where he's kind well, of he's he's their legend. He's like their yeah. John Cena. Like he's uh, he's the guy who's who should maybe retire, not to the degree that the Undertaker. Like, yeah. see that man hold. Oh no, he's when go. you when you see him in the ring when he wants to go, you're like, this dude can still yeah was, get it. Yeah, was on, he's got another title running in, baby. He's got this another guy title needs running. to exactly stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, nah, Tanahashi. Um, but Tanahashi can definitely can go way more. But he seems like that kind of guy where it's like, kind of maybe should start thinking about retiring. But then he, you watch a match and you go. Maybe not. That's what everybody always says, and they always say he's carrying injuries, he's carrying this and he's carrying that, and then you just see ones like that. And you see him turn it out when he needs to, and you're like, he's still got Seems it. Seems like the kind of guy who wants to die in the ring because yeah. he just loves it and so I'm about much. It. I'm about it, and that's why we're in love. Mm. Uh, on to Naito. And he hugged you. Yeah, he did. Naito. Naito has not hugged me. I've never met Naito. He doesn't seem like he hugs anybody. I've heard that he's a super nice dude. And we met a, a, a lady uh, named Cindy at, uh, at um, Jesus, I'm completely mind-blanking. just going to have to edit this episode. Japan. Shit. In Japan somewhere. Every edit at Yano's thing. And she was good friends with him and stuff. Oh. And we, we ended up hanging out. We ended up going to dinner with her and stuff um, with her and her boyfriend, Darling as she referred to him, who was a, an old retired, like he was older than her. She was like in her 50s. You wouldn't think so to see her. And then her like boyfriend was in his 70s, like driving an Audi and stuff. Retired race car driver. Absolute legend. Paid for everything. Goddamn. Absolute champion. It was like having my own sponsor. It was great. <laughs> yeah. It was literally awesome. And we were like became real good friends. He was pretty good in English too. Me and Darling, best mates. Um, Naito's match for me, favourite one, those same, those same matches, those same guys. Naito and Tanahashi, probably the Zack one was my favourite. I thought it was Yano's best character work. I talked about it on that G-Wandering night where he's like fucking around, does the like tranquilo roll and like is laying on the ground, putting his fist up and then Zack comes out of nowhere to get him and then he just manages to kick out and he's just like got this look on his face like I almost blew this entire thing. Mm. I really liked it. Um, but yeah, so that, that was it. So we're going to have to set those homeworks for you, man. And uh, and see how it's all said and done. But I think if that that is going to help anybody have a a quick watch through some of the highlights, I hope it does. I'll run through them all real quick with it with no bullshitting and stuff. So if you want to see Jeff Cobb's match, in our opinion, check out Jeff Cobb versus Ishii. If you want to see Jay White at his best shit houserist and the pimp at his had enough fed upperist, check out Jay White versus Yujiro Takahashi. If you want to see Tai Chi. Uh, at his kickinest, uh, toughenest, you want to see him versus Kota Ibushi. Uh, if you want to see Shingo um, in a big tough boy match versus Tai Chi, that's the one to check out. Ishii versus Tai Chi. Jesus, Tai Chi killing it. Will Ospreay versus Okada is a must for the ongoing th- uh, storyline ramifications and the formation of what seems to be going to be called the Empire. Mm. Um, Ibushi's best match, Tai Chi, but also check out... Uh, you could put on any of them, really. Uh, Ibushi versus Tai Chi. Ibushi versus... I said I wasn't going to do all the honourable mentions. It's Ibushi versus Tai Chi. Check it out. Uh, Suzuki versus Ibushi. Okada versus Osprey. Then in B Block, you want Yoshihashi versus Kenta. You want Juice versus Naito. You want Sonata versus Goto. You want Kenta versus Naito. You want Evil versus ZSJ versus Evil. You want Yano versus Juice. 
You want Goto versus Yano. You want Evil versus ZSJ. You want Tanahashi versus Naito. And you want Naito versus ZSJ. This has been G-Wondering. This is the final of these. I think we're going to wrap it up there, Travis. Is there anything else we want to briefly touch on? Do you want to do a quick face and feels for the week? A super fast touch on one. Who is your face and what is your feel for this week in wrestling, in all of wrestling? Tell me now. It's, all right. I know know what you're going to pick. I command you to tell me now. Give me my headphone lead back, buddy. Well, you've set him down. This this may ruin us. We've got to be quick. We've got to be quick. Kenny Omega's face. His <laughs> face is my face. Him still kind of wanting to be the cleaner or kind of being like, fuck you guys, I'll give you the cleaner. Still trying to pretend to be a nice guy, shaking Sonny's hand, did you kneeing him in the face. Yeah, did you see when, when, you know, when he shook his hand at the end where he was like, yeah, good job, and being real patronising? Like, fuck you. Yeah, he's been real patronising. Did you think he was going to attack him then or...? No, I think I I think he's just kind of become just so a real arrogant dick. that he's. Yeah. I don't think he's being a dick. I think he's just being like, yeah, the condescending. Like, good job, good effort. Good you job, were never going to win, but yeah, when he's sitting there with that look on his face, like, of course I won. Like, and uh, to be honest, I'm glad. Uh, I'm not glad. I'm I'm happy that it ended up being Sonny taking that heat over Joey Janela because Sonny sold that fucking humiliation real fucking well. It did, yeah, exactly. I, I really wonder what that match would have looked like if it was Joe Janela. I think it would have looked exactly the same. Yeah, really? Mm. I think they just wanted Kenny to come back and go, bloop, his entrance was longer than his entire match. Yeah. His weird fucking entrance with the dancers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. His dancers coming out of the heel tunnel and him still coming out of well, the so face to, tunnel. So, to be honest, probably best that Joey couldn't come because he's just getting buried. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's, yeah, I, th- I think Joey would have been buried as well. But yeah. uh, his the look on his face and then him just going the one, two, three, four, and then yeah. motioning for the ref to grab his hand. Yeah. All the little things. All the little details. And, yeah, uh, and as you said, I could do without the dancing girls, but the whole intro was like, and the, the thing where he's like, he's so fluent in Japanese. Like, it's, yeah. It was, <laughs> he's, he's once wrestled in Oklahoma or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's absolute anyway. bullshit. So, but uh, yeah, that him going, not just asshole, but like, not like actual heel, but just condescending douchebag. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of like, I good like job, it. buddy. You tried your hardest, but yeah. no, better like touching next time. this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that's really good. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I completely forgot my feel. The whole Penta and Ray Phoenix match. Ah, goddamn, yes, that was good, good choice. Yeah, it was and, um, really good. Uh, I don't know if you know, uh, Phoenix out. He's hurt himself. In that injured, match. injured in that match. Yep. So Penta, Penta goes through anyway. Yep, he forfeited. Penta goes through. Should have called an audible. I know. Yeah. Very Do you know what he hurt? Apparently, he took quite a bad bump to his noggin. I don't know oh. when. He took quite a few. Yeah, I, I don't know. Hard to narrow it down. They just constantly dropping each other on their heads. Kicked him in the face, and he dropped like kind of head first onto the apron, or if when he dived, <laughs> his head on the apron, or yeah. when he, I don't know, did uh, Pentagon pile driver him at any point? I don't yeah, know. Probably. Apparently, did it's that, his neck. Any of the any of the Canadian destroyers, any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, actually, so there was a, there was a package pile driver. When, I think uh, onto the apron, like yeah. Yeah. When he is kind of upside down, sent like doing a handstand to then. Moon sold or something, I yeah. guess, mm-hmm. on the apron, and Pentagon super kicks him on the in the face. Yeah, and oh, Tony, actually, Tony, yeah. like pops. I was like, that's fucking. That cool. was cool. Actually, you know when when they were on that top turnbuckle, and he tried to do 
think it was like a dragon runner and flip him out. And you you saw him kind of wipe out to the side. Mm. Like, yeah, exactly. So dragon runner, do we call him a poison runner now? I don't know. Anyway, okay, my face and feels. I call this segment, I haven't watched WWE in two years. What happened? (laughs) And what happened was I went and met up with my friends Douche and uh, Mark, who I haven't seen in a long time since before all the COVID lockdowns and stuff. And we watched Hell in a Cell. We're like, let's catch up and we'll eat some chicken and watch Hell in a Cell. I knew nothing about WWE. You know, you kind of hear bits and pieces, but I really haven't been keeping up on it and I don't really care. Um, but I had seen little clips and stuff about the previous Jay Uso and Roman Reigns stuff. And it kind of piqued my interest. I thought, I'm, I'm like, man, Roman's uh, doing some better promos and stuff. Maybe he's getting his shit together. And, man, that match, I think you described it best when I, when you watched it. You were like, man, that's the heaviest match I've watched in a while. It was very emotional. Uh, it was a real good character-building um, thing for all three guys in it, like mm. Jimmy as well when he came in. But uh, Four guys, mate, that ref. Oh, that ref. That ref was doing his best to act, but he yeah, was pretty shit. He was struggling a little bit. But when uh, he threw him over that rope, I cheers. Oh, I thought he was dead. Eh? I was like, dude, he's killed him. But what? What? Like, oh my god! Speaking of throw, I'm going to throw Buddy off this balcony like that ref was thrown out of that ring. Eh? Um, what? When all the Producers, producers, and stuff start coming in, mm. and, and I'm like, and they're like, "Oh, you can't do that!" And they're pulling him off, and I'm like, "Here we go!" Yeah. Like literally another WWE bullshit finish, like they did in the previous Hell in the Cell, where they're just like, "Oh, it's a it's a no match or whatever," because it's too brutal, and it's like, man, it's Hell in a Cell. Also, it's a this Hell in a Cell, I quit, match. I quit match. This cannot end in any other way. And Rome's like, "All right, all right," and I'm like, "Here we go." They're going to ring the bell. And he's like, all right, all right. And he walks over the door and he just like closes it. And Ain't he- no one going to be leaving. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, when he comes in and the crowd starts hissing and I'm like, I was like, yeah. don't fucking tell yeah. me this is exactly. where this is going. You said it well as well where you're like, it's like that Rorschach moment. Like, I'm not caught in here with you. You guys are in here with me. Yeah. And and then when, when and then they got me a second time when Jimmy came in to like stop it happening and he's talking about it and he's looking sad and I'm like, oh, this dude is going to, like, there's no way Roman's going for this. He's going bullshit. And then when he grabs it... He, he he was, like, not sorry about what he's done. He's sorry about what he's about to do. That, exactly. And I knew he was going to pull that shit. But then when Jimmy's getting choked out and he's so desperate and he's waking up Jay and Jay's looking, I'm like, oh, Jay's going to fuck him up now. But then we started to get him off. And then I heard the ding, ding, ding. I'm like, these fucking producers have called it as a no call. They're calling it interference. But then when I... Because I, we were sort of talking, we are like, oh, oh, oh. And then I was like, oh, here we go again, fucking bullshit, expecting the worst from WWE. And then I see the rethink. He's like, okay, man, I quit. I quit. It, it, fine, just let him go. Because yeah. he was too weak and too fucked up and stuff. And I was like, that was the shit. Yeah. And then when Jimmy's cradling him and Roman walks up and the head shrinkers come out or whatever they're called the, and, like, anoint him the tribal chief and stuff. And they're just in there and... They the just head shrinkers, his father and uncle. Yeah, exactly. His father. Well, that was their team name, wasn't it? The head shrinkers. Oh, was it? That was their tag team. I'm not being like. Here I was one. thinking you were being super racist. No, 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 no. That was like their tag team name. Okay, there you go. I thought we were just playing into our Australian nah, heritage nah, and nah. being racist. Nah, so that they were the yeah. So his father and uncle, and so they're like, and 
Jimmy is just like, this dude is a piece of shit and I'm injured and I've ruined this for my brother and this is terrible. And Jay's just like, this is the end of the world. He's like holding his face and the acting on all their faces. And Roman's like, when he goes to get up, he's like, I love you. Like, yeah. just know that. Like, I'm doing this for the best of everybody. He's like one of those perfect supervillains at the moment, like Magneto, where they do everything they do because they know they're right. They're like, my decision is the correct decision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Him, the, like him crying, I was like, man. Yeah. I, like, first, I was like, nah, there's no way he's going to. Like, I was like, he's he's not, he's going to hit him. He's going to do something here. And then yeah. for like half a second, he faked me out. And then I was like, no, no, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. And I was like, And yes. so I don't know whether you heard this or not, but is the whole thing now that because Jay, I, I don't know if I misheard because we were talking and having a beer and eating chicken and stuff. Did they say that... Now, whoever loses this sort of is in servitude to like uh, the tribal chief or whatever. If if Jay lost, he was the servant. So if now Roman lost. I don't think he was going to be yeah, servant. Yeah. But so now Jay is somehow bound to Roman as his like would, manservant. It would appear so. Yes. So he's got and a he's minion been cast now. Out of the family. Yeah, he's got basically got a minion now who hates his guts but has to do what he says. Yeah, it's interesting. A guy who cast you out of his family. Along with your family and your brother's family and your kids and your kids' kids, I was like, "God damn, this promo is getting heavy." Yeah, oh. I know that is brutal. Well, anyway, it it caught my interest, so maybe I'll keep an eye on this, even if I'm not going to get back into WWE. Maybe I'll be keeping an eye on this storyline because it seems to be I, interesting. It seems like about the only good thing that's going at the moment in yeah. WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Fiend is going nowhere. They sacrificed the Fiend mm-hmm. and Roman to two. Oh, sorry, the Fiend and Braun to Roman, I think. Yeah, um, he has Alexa Bliss now. Is he married has a, or has something? A friend? No, mm. he. Uh, she's his servant, not servant. I think they're. Uh, she's his Harley Quinn. Right. Okay. Anyway, I don't know what's going on there. Sounds like I don't care about that. The fiend. Yeah. Exactly. So much. Anyway, so much promise. Yeah. So exactly. I won't go into the rest of the pay per view because I feel like there's not heaps I want to talk about or care no. about from it. Well, but that's what I mean. Like, it's. I think that's. It for WWE for me as well. I yes. will say this. Did you know, honourable shout-out to Perth native Shane Thorne, normally uh, previously Shane Haste, who is now Slapjack from Retribution, ah. kayfabe, uh, and wrestled against Bobby Lashley on the pay-per-view. Oh, shit. Yeah. I did not know that he was from Perth. Yeah, exactly. I saw an article saying that Former the ECW guy. Yeah. ECW? Oh, sorry, EPW. Ah. You have to edit that. God, I've got to do so much editing. Rafe forgot a thing. Rafe has forgotten a thing. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I'm going to pull that it back seems together. like the only interesting thing that's happened. Jay and Roman. Yep. Jay and Roman. Honourable mention to Roman. former EPW uh, main eventer, Shane Haste. I suppose that is another interesting thing. How quickly can WWE bury retribution? Hmm. Apparently pretty fast. Mm. Apparently they're about the Hurt business. I didn't know, because I haven't watched I wasn't sure who was supposed to be the good guys or the bad guys, but I was obviously cheering for for the guy I knew <laughs> and not Bobby Lashley. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you're supposed to want to cheer for the Hurt Locker, mm. but I don't know. People seem to like him, I guess. I don't know. I Any- did, I did uh, look at all the people in the Thunderdome kind of going, Boo. There was a, there was a lot of these. Down, yeah, yeah, and I was like... Like stop just looking at your little note to the side of your screen. Yeah, yeah. Thumbs right. down now, please. Exactly. I felt like people were doing a lot of that, but cheers were coming through the speakers though. So <laughs> WWE just piping it through. I think. I was um I was watching uh 
after the fact. So mm-hmm. maybe they edited it because it was very booey for Roman. Mm. No, that, it was very booey for Roman. He had he had that real heat. It was good. Finally. Was good. So yeah, we'll we'll keep finally a, deserves his boost. Exactly. We'll keep an eye on Roman. I reckon. All right, guys. Anyway, we're going to wrap this up. This has gone super long. Um, we're going to knock it out now, and we'll be back at some point with more things at some time. Um, please check us out on social media at FacesFeelsCast on Instagram and Twitter, or send us an email, facesandfeels at gmail.com if you have any kind of questions or anything like that. Until then, praise be to Canada. Thank you for your, your time. Praise be to me. Praise be to the new Le Champion. I can't wait for my opportunity to take you down. Going to be sorely disappointed. <laughs> I, know in, I know New Japan like the back of my goddamn hand. Well, we've got some tournaments coming up, my man. We've got World Tag League and we've got Best of the Super Juniors running at the same time. I'm just going to get two dartboards. Two darts. <laughs> One, I'm not even going to get a blindfold. I'm just going to take my glasses off because I'm blind as fuck. And I'm just going to go. And then those are the picks. Those are the picks. It's probably, pretty, probably still win. Pretty much what I did this time. Yeah, well, not if you ask. Who's going to win, Nick? My motherfucking boy, Race. Exactly. Yeah, you got nothing to say about that, boy? All right. Until then, everybody, it's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling, and buddies whining. Peace out. <laughs>